Yo, it is Monday, January 10th. We're all fired up, ready to go. We're on the live stream. The podcast is actually rolling this time, and we're going to talk about a whole smattering of things, starting with some really, really good news. Oh, it's Monday bounce time. Shake it out. I'm so glad to not be in my non-bouncy chair in my house. (laughs) We have, so Kyle and I have a lot of things in common, and one of those is uh so kyle worked from home for a couple days last week if you were tuning in you saw that and he was working from home because nashville got snow right and they were all shut down and he's like yo i love my family Couldn't do it. he goes i love my family but i can never work from home <laughs> no, there's multiple reasons for that we don't have to go into all of them but the reality is is that i work way better from like my nice clean desk my setup i go you know i get that like 10 minute drive to work where i clear my head drive to home clear my head it's just better your better version of you yes exactly version so you i'm here today i'm ready to go very much i'm really same. excited go i'm Why really excited, excited today because of the very first thing uh, that we're going to talk about uh so i got introduced to this guy named aaron hernicky back like almost a year ago um by a guy named gray scott uh who you may know has been in automotive marketing and kind of around the uh, around the 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 country with that uh because of pitch tank and he got in and started asking questions so we were kind of knew each other from afar well last week i saw an article with him in on jalopnik and the article goes like this essentially the company that he works for uh frank kent motors in dallas texas saw a uh a news story about a 16 year old kid That essentially, uh, like long story short, got taken advantage of by a smaller buy here, pay here store and was out $9,800 and a car after about five months of having a car because of of it getting repoed by no fault of his own. I bet that guy was wearing a plaid suit. Period. End of story, right? (laughs) Smoking outside a pipe, right? The whole nine yards. (laughs) Well, so Frank Kent sees this, reaches out to the news, uh, to I think it was CBS News in Dallas, says, can you get us in touch with the 16-year-old kid? And they reach out and say, no strings attached. We just want to give you a car because we want to restore your faith in the automotive industry. Oh, come on. Troublemaker. That's a serious troublemaker. Oh, more of that. That's a great way to start a Monday with a story like that. It absolutely is. And you know what's what's really cool is what I loved about this article. Um, and it was in Jalopnik. We're putting it in the we, – maybe we'll link it or something yeah. like that. Or put Actually, it in what the, we'll in do is – comments we'll, here. We'll, yeah, in the comments here, uh, we'll put – oh, I can't post comments to just about uh, anywhere. So comments or show notes, just take a look for it. Um, but what I love about the article, and I'm reading it over here to the side, is the writer calls out that the founding principles – of the of Frank Kent Motors was moral values and ethics over profit. Let's go. So that was back in 1935. They said that was what was going to be the thing that made that set them apart. And like, here they that's are, brand, and they're living it today. That is that's look, a big deal. I love starting Monday off with some good news, with a good encouragement to the industry that, like, look, we're all trying to manage businesses, we're all trying to make them efficient, trying to adapt to changing yeah. times. But one thing is always consistent. That business is more meaningful when people connect on a human level. And if you're out there looking right. for opportunities, good on the dealer, the marketing director, the operations people for being willing to execute to it. And look, if let's do that a thousand more times this year. 
Exactly. And here's the thing. It was just paying attention to what's going on in the ecosystem of Dallas and saying, like, we as a dealership have a responsibility, whether it be your dealership or your group or whatever, we have a responsibility to write the public perception, not just of our store, but of every other store in the city. Right. Because that what did that do for that that young adult? What did it do for his friends? What did it do for his family members, for the people that saw the story like that was that's a right perception of so many automotive dealerships that are so great across our country. And if you're a part of making that right perception, not just like putting on your mantle, like we have to be better for us, but we have to be better for the automotive industry. That's real troublemaking. No doubt. Let's go with real troublemaking. Um, Troublemaking. Oh, CES, right? Let's talk about, let's talk about a little technology news. So um, CES, Consumer Electronics Show, biggest show in the country, wrapped up in Las Vegas last week. There was a lot going on with, um, you know, a lot of vehicles, a lot of vehicles, because now, as you know, right, automotive is now more of a technology platform than a mobility platform. If you think about how this is going and progressing, and that was very apparent at CES is a lot of automakers, um, established ones, you know, OEMs that we all know, and new ones are all touting their technology and battery technology. We had one of our resident troublemakers, Peter Fong. He was my like personal man on the street. I followed his LinkedIn. I know, right? Every day it's like LinkedIn. What's we he, got, what's oh, he yeah, looking at? <laughs> <laughs> right, what's yeah, Peter exactly. looking at? And uh, one of the things that he featured that... Uh, that um, surprised me, but he he gave kind of the best showing in automotive to Stellantis. Wow, which uh, that's a pretty big deal because I mean you got Stellantis pushing back EVs, saying they're a software company by twenty thirty revenue is going to be generated by by uh, subscriptions, subscriptions over vehicles, and then they've still got eShop. <laughs> Yet, e-shop. is that <laughs> you can say it. You can say it here. <laughs> All the timing could have been just a little bit better. It could have been better. It could have. Where were you with the with the trigger pad? No, but and so I I like to make fun of those, but really I'm I'm super encouraged by um by so many of the automakers you know really pushing into that and to be able to have automate uh, automakers have kind of a front row seat and also not just, but like stage presence, not just at CES, but in the news, yeah, right. Be on the front, uh, the front page of so many places across the news, instead of like just the new computer that CES that's at CES or the new graphics card or any of that type of stuff. Like yeah. automotive said, Hey, we're here to play too. You know, speaking, well, Nate, Nate got upset that we didn't do a segue. <laughs> <laughs> It's really rare for us to miss an opportunity for a good segue, but speaking of the merging between automotive and graphics cards. Segway. Okay. We don't have an article on this, but uh, this is actually a segue to another segue that that we're going to do today or that I think we can do. Um, You mentioned Sony's getting into the EV space. Yeah, kind of interesting. I mean, I, I didn't read too much about it, but for Sony to say, "Hey, look, we've got we know technology, we know the platforms. Um, let's let's come into the EV space because it's really just you know it's just a massive computer with a massive battery, which we're good at, um, you know, and to to put their foot forward and say, "Hey, we want in this game because we see a valid opportunity for us from a revenue perspective is interesting. So you uh, now you have 
not just like OEM saying EV, new manufacturers like Rivian or Tesla coming into the EV space, but technology companies saying, hey, we might be able to find our way into this as well, which we've all talked about Apple uh, trying to get into this, Amazon getting into it. But now for another technology company, Sony, to, to kind of come and present at CES, I think is a uh, it's a trend to watch. I, I would for say sure. it's a trend to watch. I mean, here in look, this first great at their their gaming interface is fantastic. They've done a good job of yep. building community around that. So when it comes to gaming and entertainment, like what are we going to be wanting to do when these cars are driving us all over the place, right? Yes, it makes makes a lot of sense. Um, so that uh, speak, hey, speaking coming. of gaming, segue time. All right. So uh, there was a massive, massive, massive gaming deal announced just this morning on, guess where? The Wall Street Journal. <laughs> is that because you're a savvy businessman? Because we're savvy and that. sophisticated businessmen. So uh, two gaming companies, you may or may not be aware of Zynga and Take-Two Interactive. So Zynga brought games uh, on the digital space. Actually, I would argue probably one of the first metaverse games in Farmville. Remember Farmville? It was crazy, yeah. right? Farmville, uh, what's another one? Uh, Words with Friends, right? That's a modern Zynga game. So Zynga is actually being acquired by Take-Two Interactive, who uh, have a couple little hits. Uh, what are they called? Grand Theft Just, Auto. <laughs> oh, Red Dead Redemption. No big deal. <laughs> uh, there's one called Civilization I don't play. Uh, I asked my 15-year-old son, who is pretty much responsible for 90% <laughs> of the content in what the kids are into section of our email. If you're not signed up, sign up with the link at the bottom, and you'll get a you know you'll be able to keep up with your teenagers a little better. I was like, that's a sodu.com for those that aren't watching. Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, a s o t u dot com. Um, I was like. Hey, Miles, do your friends play Civilization? He's like, oh, Civ? Yeah, of course. He yeah. was like one of those. He doesn't, oh, he doesn't talk like a valley girl or surfer guy, but, <laughs> but that's kind of how I feel. I was, yeah, you kind of feel that way. You're Duh. like, oh, I, I just got hit. So yeah. major gaming consolidation, and the reason that I think that that's relevant is because the landscape is changing so much. You see this merge of like traditional gaming or online gaming like via networking and this metaverse gaming you know, on Facebook and on other platforms. And now these companies are even seeing like it's going to be better together, right? We need to yep. get both of those talent sets. We need to move them together. And I think this is just a leading indicator in gaming what the mindset is of, you know, re people who are really forward thinking. How are we going to bring all this metaverse, real world, yeah, virtual I, I wouldn't together. be surprised if you see Take-Two come in really quickly with, you know, and an NFT marketplace, oh. and then they drop their 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 metaverse gaming system, given. and NFTs are related Hardware, to the gaming yeah. system and access. Yeah, it's all right there, ready so, to go. So uh, that's kind of again, we like to take a look at things that are moving in that sphere because we do think it is relevant to this sphere because it's all again like we're not a auto companies, we're technology companies. Pretty soon it's going to be we're entertainment companies talking about subscription revenue and how information is going to flow through the vehicle guess what a lot of that is going to be entertainment shopping you know all of the stuff that i mean i guess if you think about what the, what what's that airplane magazine called what was the one where you can buy stuff what is it called oh, sky mall sky mall sky mall yes yeah, like <laughs> sky mall i'm like that airplane thing you know it's like you can get like the massage thing or like okay all real quick let's let's <laughs> Real quick, think about this for me. So you got Grand Theft Auto, right? Which is a game. <laughs> it's the cars but involved. then you've got automobiles in the metaverse that you own. Oh, like, that's when does, cool. When does the metaverse <laughs> become Grand Theft Auto? 
But then all of a sudden there's like practical implications to your ownership value oh, of the gosh. vehicle that just got crashed into. Like uh, what's oh, the break yeah, point right. there, right? <laughs> like, what's the, what, really like in insurance. the metaverse, what's a game and what's the quote unquote reality in the metaverse, right? Yeah, that, those barriers are starting to get really thin. Imagine when you buy a new car and there's an NFT version of that car that you can now is in your crypto wallet that you can pull into the games. <laughs> it'll be much cooler than the one you actually own however that happens right you can upgrade it and you, you won't yeah be able you to upgrade it you level life. up your the one that you own hey look yeah. i know this might seem like it's over the horizon for a lot of people but look we, we talked about it last week paying attention and like being aware of what's going on just lean in enough to be an inch deep right you don't have to learn you don't have time to learn about that's cool lean in enough to be an inch deep. That's what we're trying to help you do. i uh, got a couple of the things to talk about today uh, before we go. Uh, Kyle, you paying attention to a little bit of sports over the weekend. It wasn't, oh, it was, it wasn't a, a happy weekend fan. for me. Look, as an Eagles fan, I'm really <laughs> thrilled and not surprised that we made the playoffs because I said at the beginning of the year, we're going to like do good and then we're going to do terrible, 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 and somehow we'll squeak in. We did. Dallas gave us an absolute spanking on Saturday, which is the only reason I'm not super excited about the first article because that dealer's probably a Cowboys fan, but that's okay. Nobody's perfect. Um, So you watched some football this weekend, and I I just tuned right out. Well, so, you know, I live in Nashville, so the Titans getting first place was a big deal. I'm a Bengals fan, Cincinnati Bengals, uh, from, from like, my core. So them being in last week and not having to worry about this week is pretty new. Uh, but the big story over the weekend was whether or not the Raiders and the Chargers were going to agree to tie because for the first time, if they tied, both would get in. But it was also winning in, out and out, right? Losing out. So crazily enough, everybody thought down to the wire that the plan may be in place because the the game went into overtime and down to Two seconds, and the Raiders had an opportunity to kick a field goal with two seconds left, and all they would have had to do was take a knee, and everybody's like out there, just out there. I mean, I'm I'm on a Slack channel with oh, with uh, some soccer man. fans, like do it, take the knee, take the knee, take the knee, <laughs> and no, they kicked the field goal. Raiders are in charge. Who got it? Who got it, in? Who it got in? Because do you know who got in? Because they kicked the field goal. Somebody had to get it instead of the Chargers. Someone else. I don't know. I I didn't. That's I, the I didn't real. That's that the real influence yeah. right there. Somebody right. had like, a, somebody had a line. Yeah, line. you're like someone had someone on the charge. Somebody owes them big. <laughs> somebody owes them really big right now. Yeah. Um, finally, we just have a few seconds left. Uh, Kyle was really really excited today about dark mode on LinkedIn, and we had a I little was conversation. Why do you like? Dar- why do there, you like dark mode? Because I so we, I, I love like, dark mode mainly on my phone for things on my phone just because of like the brightness and the attention on the phone, and so it like it actually it draws your attention away from your phone, so I can be more focused elsewhere. But also just like I'm staring at screens all day, and mainly everything is background white. So I'm still like getting used to the dark mode on on desktop for LinkedIn, uh, but. Uh, one interesting thing that I figured out, so I, I do enjoy it. I think I'm going to get used to it. It'll, it'll get, I'll get used to it over time. But one interesting thing was when thinking about users, and this is real practical for dealers and, and anybody else in the social space, but when thinking about users that might be using light and dark mode, what I noticed is that there are some LinkedIn profile pictures that actually have a radius border on them, making oh. a little white sliver around their profile, including and not limited to LinkedIn's actual profile pic, which means on dark mode on LinkedIn, there's a thin white sliver around LinkedIn's icon. 
Constantly. So pay attention to the different <laughs> modes that people may be using from a marketing, from a UX UI perspective. That's a, that's a, that's a, here's what's to look out for geek mode. There you go. I decided to give it a try today just because of Kyle. <laughs> I'm trying, I already turned it on. I turned on dark mode. I'm like, let's see, maybe you'll make a convert. Oh my goodness. Oh, Nathan, Nathan told us, I throw this up. Steelers are the team that got it in. Uh, my it good is. friend is going to be super happy. And uh, hey, I also want to say good morning to Fred. Fred and Lou have morning, an amazing Fred. show. You should check it out on LinkedIn. Follow his profile. Look, there he is right there. Frederick, subprime hero. Oh. It's a long name. But we love you, brother. <laughs> we'll see you soon. Um, hey, until next time, it's Monday. Get out there. Do some good work for people. Give back like we talked at the beginning. Pay attention to what's going on. And look, don't forget to care about people in the meantime. We'll see you here. Not the same time, but we'll see you here tomorrow morning for sure. Mm-hmm.